Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Support for the Roster Watch podcast and for the Tradecast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ROSTERWATCH at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ROSTERWATCH. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap. This is the week nine DFS breakdown and walkthrough for the main slate over on DraftKings and FanDuel. Um, a quick reminder before we get started if you would like to get access to all of our tools like the Hyper DFS professional lineup generator, the um, the DFS cheat sheets for DraftKings and for FanDuel, with, which are powered by our proprietary models at rosterwatch.com, the matchup tool, snap counts, touches, and targets, uh, the Vegas tool, and all this stuff I'll be referencing through the podcast. You can do so with a pro membership at rosterwatch.com. If you're a DFS player that plays with any volume at all, I mean any volume, a membership at Rosterwatch is going to cost you like <laughs> the price of the cheapest injury entry fee to any tournament or cash game you're going to play you know any given week or any given day you know it's it's a it's a very uh very 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 affordable premium service and we can do it because we're a small business and we're the owners of the business and we don't have that much overhead that's why you know it doesn't cost like you know 39 49 59 dollars a month it costs like five dollars so go to roster watch get a pro membership we would really really appreciate it if not just the five-star ratings and reviews in Apple podcasts are like gold to us. They help us to get the advertisers like Manscaped and MyBookie.ag, who you hear about through the, through, through the pod, who we love very much. Um, so let's get into it. The first game we'll talk, so we'll skip over Houston and Jacksonville because that's not on the main slate. We'll start out with Chicago and, and just the reason why is because that's a London game. So um, I'm sure you already know that, but just in case you didn't, tea and crumpets for Gardner Minshew. Chicago at Philadelphia, the 41 and a half point over under has moved down all the way from 45 that it started at. We have 55% of the tickets on the under along with 80% of the money on the under. So some sharp support there for the uh, under here in this game. 64% of the tickets are on the Philadelphia Eagles to cover the minus four spread as they are favorites, along with 73% of the money. So another week, you know, last week we talked about it. I said, you know, one of my favorite plays of the whole week was the, the, you know, Philadelphia plus the points there versus the Buffalo Bills. Not sure I feel the exact same way this week, 
with that being said, it appears that sharp money might feel that you know Philly is the Philly's the play this week, as far as that's concerned. Um, as far as Chicago with the matchups, this is the Philadelphia is the 11th best matchup for opposing quarterbacks via the matchup tool, the number 24 matchup for opposing runners, the number three matchup for opposing wide receivers, and the number 15 matchup for opposing tight ends. On the Philadelphia side, when you look at Chicago, it's it's eased up a little bit. It's it's the number 21 matchup for opposing passers, the number 12 matchup for opposing runners, number 22 for opposing wide receivers, number 11 for opposing tight ends. So in this game, Allen Robinson on the Chicago side kind of comes into comes into clear focus. Although you know, if we're looking at tournaments, I think that Anthony Miller and even maybe Taylor Gabriel is a super deep play and a millionaire maker type of deal. Um, you remember back to the game against the Redskins when Mitchell Trubisky threw him three touchdowns. This Philadelphia secondary is so bad, and it's the way to attack these guys. You know with the head coach like Matt Nagy, he is a coach who is analytical that is going to try to attack in ways that are a positive expected value, sometimes even too much so where it's like he gets cute. Byron always talks about how it's kind of like a crappy, you know, like a clown show version of the greatest show on turf, <laughs> a lot of smoke and mirrors. Um, not sure, I'm, you know, that down on the guy, but, uh, you know, clearly Trubisky sucks. And um, it's, it's, you know, is he going to be able to exploit this secondary? I think he should be able to. And Allen Robinson has been producing whether or not Trubisky's been bad or, or not. Allen Robinson continues to produce with bad quarterback play no matter what. This is a tough defense to run on in the traditional sense, so I'm not going to buy into David Montgomery's bounce back last week. And Tariq Cohen is just such a thin play week in and week out. I noticed that when I looked at his prop earlier, um, Tariq Cohen, let's see. Tariq Cohen has an 11.5-yard rushing prop and a 38-total-yard prop. So even at just 4,200 on DraftKings, probably not viable there. On the Philadelphia side, it seems like Miles Sanders is banged up. Is he even – like, what is his status here? So let's, let's, look at, let's look and see who's in and out. for. So for the Bears, not much on the injury report. We only have uh, a linebacker, Isaiah Irving, who's out. For the Eagles, of course, Jason Peters still out. Nigel Bradham still out. We have Deshaun Jackson questionable. So Miles Sanders off the injury report. Deshaun Jackson still on there. It seems like Deshaun Jackson could make his return this week. If that's the case, it would open things up seemingly a little bit for Zach Ertz at tight end, and that's for two reasons. One, those deep routes that Deshaun Jackson runs that can get the safeties kind of pulled back and worried about him over the top just open things up for the – areas of the field that Zach Ertz operates and for two and and let me just expand on the for one as well if Deshaun Jackson's like acting as a decoy that's even better because he's clearing those guys out and he's probably not going to get targeted (laughs) right so even you know double good for Zach Ertz on that first thing but the thing that's the other is that if Deshaun Jackson's out there there's a high likelihood that the Eagles will be in more three wide receiver sets, less two tight end sets. And if they're in a one tight end set, they're not going to put in Dallas Goddard over Zach Ertz. So it could be a little bit of a downgrade here for, for Ertz. I think Jordan Jordan Howard revenge, anyone? Um, you know, the Bears have been a little bit easier to run on recently. And you could see this being a game where they get Jordan Howard going a little bit. If Miles Sanders is a little bit banged up, the one worry you have is Darren Sproles. Looks like he'll be returning, and it is a, a Doug Peterson 
Um, there's a Doug Peterson off. Doug, Doug Peterson, too. Matt Nagy, Doug Peterson revenge. There's revenge all over this game. Um, not wild about any of the Philadelphia Eagles receivers here in this spot. Bad matchup, and you just you, you never know who it's going to be. Alshon Jeffrey revenge. Lots of revenge. Lots of revenge in this game. Okay, but probably not the best for probably not the best for DFS purposes. Let's move on to the next one that could be good for DFS purposes and one of the weirdest ones to figure out. Byron, is there anything worse than whenever you're trying to shave your your balls and you have to use the same razor or the same trimmer or whatever that you use on your face? No, I just puckered up thinking about it. <laughs> it hurts, dude. It hurts. You can, especially if you use an actual razor, you will cut your nuts. Um, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They have the new Lawnmower 2.0. It has proprietary skin safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick your cut, nick, cut, snag. It, you know, none of that stuff. Your nuts are going to be safe. So, manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. You, like I said, man, you, like who uses the same trimmer? on their dirty balls and their grundle in between their, their, like, the back of their ball sack and their exit hole. Like, how are you going to use the same trimmer on your face that you put there? It's like, look, 85% of women think that grooming or a lack of grooming is a major turnoff. 80% of women think men should manscape below the belt. And 89% of men think good grooming is essential to their professional success. Like, that comes from the business wire. So, look, here's what we've found from the Manscaped products. They have the new Lawnmower 2.0, which is better than the original Lawnmower. And you might ask how much better. Well, so, all right, so now it trims at 6,000 strokes per minute. That's up from 4,000 strokes per, per minute with the original one. And the battery life has improved from 15 minutes on one charge all the way up to 60 minutes. And it includes a rechargeable battery now. No more double A's. The trimming head's also now replaceable with the lawnmower 2.0. It's now waterproof, guys. I'm telling you, you all you got to do is get that lawnmower, get it down there. It takes a few minutes. They, they give you this, uh, they give you some, like, newspaper-looking stuff to stand on so it's easy to clean up afterwards and then you just kind of get this this ball deodorant this ball toner just kind of get it rubbed around on there you're gonna be feeling silky and smooth before you know it and you're not gonna ever remember what it was like before you started using manscaped alex i couldn't believe it ever since i got my sample kit from manscaped my girlfriend from dallas has been flying out way more often to come see me for a sweaty greek man like me she absolutely loves the ball deodorant and then the ball toner so smooth and shiny and so tight she's able to bounce a half dollar off those hush puppies and also man that you know me alex I got Greeks. We got a lot of chest here. I'm able to use that lawnmower up top too. All right. So you can get 20% off and free shipping with promo code rosterwatch at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch. Join the other dudes helping themselves with Manscaped with a special offer just for our listeners. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's right. Manscaped is offering rosterwatch listeners 20% off and free shipping. To get yours, go to manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch. Again, manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch to get 20% off and free shipping. That's manscaped.com and use promo code rosterwatch. Minnesota at KC. Looks like they've actually put the total back on the board here. It was off all morning. Minnesota's four-point favorites here in this spot after KC opened up his three-and-a-half-point favorites. 
I mean, have we gotten – let me just get on Twitter and see. if Does this mean we've gotten word on Mahomes? Because as of earlier today when I was doing my show on Roto Grinders, um, no, I mean, they're still waiting on it. There's the from the from the Twin Cities Pioneer Press saying that the Vikings are still waiting to see if it's going to be Mahomes or if it's going to be Matt Moore. We don't know. I mean, it's starting to look like maybe – Mahomes could play, but with the fact that now the total's back up on the board, it's only at a 48. Maybe that makes me think that the books think this thing, uh, this thing, maybe they think that there's going to be no Mahomes. I don't know. By the time you listen to this, maybe we'll know one way or the other. I think it probably makes a difference in how you attack the game. I know it makes a difference in how you attack the game, but I also think that you might be able to stack this game with, without Mahomes, right? No one's talking about Travis Kelsey right now. No one's talking about Tyreek Hill. Um, one interesting thing, man, 65% of the tickets in this game on the over, only 18% of the money. So all of the public and all the small betters, like everybody who doesn't know anything, is all saying this game goes over. But when it comes to the actual money people are putting down, only 18% of that money is on the game to go over. Uh, we have 57% of the tickets on KC to cover that four points and only 19% of the money. So Vegas thinks this thing could be lower scoring and they think that Minnesota, yeah, they think that Minnesota is going to cover here. They're going to beat them by more than four. So, I mean, maybe, who knows? I I'm not saying I have a feeling on it or like that because that's shitty analysis. I'm just, I'm just saying this is like Stephon Diggs has been on fire. We have Adam Thielen who's been questionable. He could be somewhat li- – he should be limited in this game if he does play. Uh, we're not going to know. If he doesn't, that might open up the thinnest of thin hopes for some kind of $3,000 Ola B.C. Johnson play opposite Stephon Diggs here in this one. Um, but you know, I'm bearing the lead. The most important play here is definitely Dalvin cook. Uh, one of the top plays on the whole entire slate, but boy, is he expensive. The thing that you're gonna have to figure out is whether or not you're interested in playing Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin cook, and Jalen Samuels, because as we'll get to Jalen Samuels is just the, um, we'll we'll get to Jalen Samuels. We'll get to McCaffrey, but I think it's a little bit more doable on FanDuel. I'm not sure how many people are going to do it, right? I don't, I don't know how, uh, how popular it's, it's going to be or whether people are going to say, oh, it's just, you know, to win a tournament like that, you have to have both those guys smashed to such a high degree whenever you're sacrificing so many other positions. I mean, I can understand that. I generally think of these things from more of a cash game perspective, even though I'm trying to focus this year a little bit more on tournaments. It's it, it that'll be up to you. But Dalvin Cook is, should certainly. I mean, he's in our models. He's in the hyper DFS. He's going to be recommended to you a whole lot if you use our tools. And uh, of of course, he should be. I think I might like him a little bit better if Patrick Mahomes plays because this game could stay a little bit closer. On the Kansas City side, it's just really really hard to choose um, what you're going to do at the one of the running back positions. I, I think it'll be hands off for me in, in those spots. If Mahomes plays, I'll play Mahomes in some lineups, and I'll play him with Travis Kelsey, and I'll play him with Tyree Kill. Even if he doesn't play, maybe in some deep tournament lineups where I am trying to squeeze in McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook, along with Jalen Samuels, I'm not going to be able to get up to these awesome luxury quarterback plays and, and tight end plays 
that I would like to. So I think you could look at Matt Moore, right? Just, I mean, he makes a you know he makes a good stacking option there with with uh, Travis Kelsey if 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 you can get up to get up to him. He's got a lot of weapons, and it, like he's a guy who can steer the bus for a little while before he turns into Dracula and sucks the life out of your fantasy day, which will will happen eventually. Okay. Washington at Buffalo. Uh, the Redskins here are 10.5-point underdogs, as they should be, as Dwayne Haskins was announced the starter at quarterback this week. We have a 36.5-point you know, putrid over-under in this spot. 64% of the tickets are on the over, but only 23% of the money is on the over. So a lot of people thinking this game could shoot out, maybe due to Buffalo um, having a great matchup here and, and Josh Allen throwing bombs to John Brown, which you could certainly envision. But the Sharps in Vegas don't, don't, don't agree. Uh, the public sentiment at 59% for Buffalo, it's right in line with the sharp sentiment at 57% of the money. When we look at the matchups here on the roster watch matchup tool, so we have Buffalo. So as far as the matchups that Buffalo is facing in the Washington Redskins, Buffalo gets the number nine matchup for opposing quarterbacks, the number five matchup for opposing runners, the number eight matchup for and, – and this is like out of what this week? We have four teams on by, so this is out of 28. So these are good, good, good matchups for the Buffalo Bills. The number nine – a top ten matchup, that's good. A top five matchup, that's obviously better. A top eight matchup for the wide receivers, that's obviously great. Number 13 for opposing tight ends. Not that we're really considering a Buffalo tight end. So let's just talk about the Buffalo side. Josh Allen, he's definitely in play. He's not going to be that popular. Uh, Haven't heard many people talk about him. I think he'll probably be the fifth or sixth most popular quarterback on the slate. I think, I know, Russell Wilson will be more popular. Derek Carr will be more popular. Matthew Stafford will be more popular. Aaron Rodgers will probably be more popular. Jameis Winston in that same game versus... Wilson will be popular. Trying to think. That's probably about where you can start thinking about maybe Josh Allen could be, you know, percentage owned wise. And that you're starting to get down to like what, eight to kind of six to eight percent owned. So, and, you know, he, he has a great stack pairing with, with John Brown that's facing the number eight matchup for opposing, uh, opposing wide receivers this week. Josh Norman sucks. I mean, they just, they, they've just got done trying to, trying to trade that guy off. So, I'm not. I, I don't fear any matchup with the Washington Redskins defensive backfield. Um, yeah, I mean, I've heard some talk about. I've heard some talk about Cole Beasley this week. And if you look at the targets, I mean, over the course of the last two weeks, I think he's got 19 targets. Let me just. Then old Alex just pulling stats out your ass and acting like you know him. But let's let me go to DraftKings and look at Cole Beasley's game log. I think that there's nine. Nine and ten targets in the last couple of weeks. Beasley, 41 honey on DK. No, I'm thinking of somebody else. Beasley's been six and seven targets the last. Who the hell am I thinking of? Who, what other little white guys had? Is it Adam Humphreys? That can't be it. No? Six and four? What other little white guy is there? It's down here. That's cheap. This is it. Danny Amendola. <laughs> I got to. I, I got to figure this out now. Was he 19 targets last two weeks? I know I'm not making this up. 
It is. Danny Amendola, 19 targets the last two weeks. We will get to that guy eventually. Cole Beasley, though, I mean, it's, it hasn't, hasn't been bad for that guy. Um, it's just from, from a tournament upside standpoint, I mean, yeah, he's getting you double-digit points every week, but, uh, but two on the season. But uh, I just, I'm not sure that he's going to be the guy that puts you over the top the same way like a John Brown could. On the Washington Redskins side, I have no interest in anybody. I mean, Dwayne Haskins brings that whole thing down. I mean, Dwayne Haskins turns that whole thing to, to, to complete shit. At least from what we've seen so far, I, I, you'd like to think that he's going to turn it on a little bit, especially for Terry McLaurin's sake. I mean, they were college teammates together. Dwayne Haskins did celebrate when that selection was made. It was seeming like that was going to be a connection that could just kind of, be, you know, be sort of instant, you know, like an insta connection. But I think that Dwayne Haskins has a little more time, and it just makes the Buffalo defense so so interesting to me this week um, whenever we consider the fact that he's got, I mean, it's going to be windy there. They're going to be, you know, Washington's going to be playing from behind. And if Dwayne Haskins tries to force some things, that's a really good defense as it is. I just, uh, I mean, I am, I'm very interested in playing the Buffalo Bills defense, even though you have to pay up to get to him. It's not like it's that expensive though. 4,300 on FanDuel, 3,800 on DraftKings. Sometimes, though, in a week like this, man, you, you find yourself needing that extra money. So I understand if you need to get off, and we'll talk about some other guys who I like. Uh, Devin Singletary, too, I forgot about him. He had six targets last week, only seven touches, but he did have 49 yards in the touchdown. 68% of snaps to Frank Gore's 29% of snaps. So Devin Singletary popped for us this week in our model. I think that he's a decent paydown option. Not sure how much we need him now that Jalen Samuels has opened up. But uh, just something to keep in mind there if, if we're just, you know, talking about this game and, and trying to identify who we might want to play. If we're trying to get weird and we're trying to win a million bucks, you know, Devin Singletary certainly comes to mind. Okay, here it is, the Jalen Samuels game. Um, Indy at Pittsburgh. This game opened up as a 43.5 total. It's now down to 40.5. Uh, 56% of the tickets on the under along with 89% of the money. Boy, the Sharps are pounding unders this week. So if you have your tickets in wherever you bet or gamble, maybe it's at mybookie.ag with promo code ROSTERWATCH, a 100% deposit bonus. <laughs> but, you know, just keep in mind, man, a ton, of, a ton of these sharp dudes are going under on these. And unders are usually the sharper bets anyway. You have more outs to get there. Pittsburgh is a one-point favorite in this game after opening up as a pick'em. Seventy-two percent of the tickets on it on Indy, along with sixty-nine percent of the money. So, uh, it's just you know, public sentiment thinks that Indy covers here, and uh, that's basically what the the money aligns with. That no T. Y. Hilton on the Indy side, and. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a little bit hard to run on, I do believe. But again, I'm talking at my my rear end here. What is the match? You know, yeah. So the number 23 matchup on the week for opposing running backs. It makes Marlon Mack, uh, you know, a little bit less interesting for me, especially since you know, we talked about it last week with Latavius Murray and Chase Edmonds. You know, I wanted to play both those guys. Thank goodness I wanted to play Latavius Murray more because Chase Edmonds got hurt. 
And he didn't look good before he, he got hurt, but that was against a bad defensive matchup for opposing running backs, right? Whereas Latavius had the good matchup, he was put a better play on the better offense that was probably going to be in better situations, especially once we found out we were going to have Drew Brees in there, the ultimate sc- screen game quarterback. So the reason why we didn't play in both is we, we talked on this podcast about how in tournaments where you're just trying to really optimize your upside, you shouldn't be playing running backs against one another. Those aren't good correlations. It's a much better correlation to maybe play a running back on one side where you think a team's going to get up and they're going to pound the football with that guy and maybe bring it back on the other side with a wide receiver or a quarterback wide receiver stack or something as that team's playing from behind and trying to get back in the football game, right? You don't like what's the game script in the scenario where you get two of these guys that go over 100 yards rushing, grinding the football out on the ground, each get two touchdowns. It just, it, it doesn't happen very much. And so for the reason that I'm, I'm going to be playing a hundred percent Jalen Samuels in every lineup that I play, I, I don't think I'll be, ha- I don't think I'll have much Marlon Mack. And, you know, th- th- I mean, the, the Vegas tool doesn't seem as a very good value. He has a 68.5 yard rushing prop, a one and a half reception prop, 9.5 receiving yard prop for 78 total yards. He has plus one, 125 to score. So I wanted to mention him. People are going to ask about him. I think I'm most interested here in the tight ends. Uh, Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle. Ebron has been banged up this week, but it looks like he's going to play. He did not show up on the final injury report on Friday. Um, and Jack Doyle has good splits in these games that T.Y. Hilton misses. So I like those two guys. Not sure I'm going to get to them uh, in, in DFS, but simply because maybe I'd rather pay down a quarterback than pay down at, at tight end. But, um, you know, I think that you can consider them as being, you know, kind of in play as, um, you know, not really dependable options, but uh, certainly low floor. But, you know, sometimes you got to you gotta do what you got to do to get in the guys that you want. Um, and then Zach Paschal, I think, probably the, is the guy in the receiving game, even though, golly, he sucks. <coughs> Just no way I'm playing Chester Rogers here. Um, I think Deion Kane was like a healthy scratch last week. It just it seems like Zach Paschal would be the one to step up, if not for either of those two tight ends. And he actually did pop in our model uh, over on DraftKings. So keep that in mind. I just, uh, you know, he, well, I was interested to see what his prop would be, what the sports books would think. Only a three reception, 37.5 yard prop. He is plus 175 to score, which is much, much higher than we would ever see Zach Paschal. Uh, as far as an expect, as far as a touchdown expectation, without that sort of injury to to uh, T. Y. Hilton, as far as Jalen Samuels, I mean, he broke the Vegas tool. He is only four thousand on DraftKings, five thousand on FanDuel. He has a sixty-four point five yard rushing prop, a three and a half reception over under, a twenty-five point five yard receiving prop. So ninety total yards rushing plus receiving is what the Vegas sportsbook have him pegged for, and he's plus one twenty to score. I think he should be minus 120 to score. Um, He's just – Jalen Samuels is a really, really good football player, an excellent receiver out of the backfield, one of our favorites. We've really – I mean, we've scouted a lot of good running backs at the Senior Bowl. I mean, we've scouted, uh, you know, even going back to like Doug Martin. But, I mean, there have been been Kareem Hunt. um, You know, I put Jalen Samuels sort of up there with James White. Like, I put Jalen Samuels – up there with those guys. And as far as a receiving running back, uh, he was better than James White at the Senior Bowl. He was better than Kareem Hunt. 
and he's, you forget that he's big. He can run between the tackles. He has good vision. And you just think back to his time at NC State, and you're like, well, this dude was a, you know, this dude was a, he was an H-back that was looked like a tight end. It, hilariously enough, I believe, was it Naheem? Yeah, it was. It was, it was Naheem Himes who was in that backfield that got a lot of the actual workhorse running back touches, and he was smaller than Jalen Samuels. Can that can that be right? I guess those two is, are these guys getting are these guys getting NC State revenge this week? Pitt at Indy, Naheem Hines. Uh, I just sometimes I feel like I'm losing my mind, but I, I'm pretty sure those were the, that was the those two guys were the um, were the two at NC State together. I'm just making sure. <coughs> yeah, of course. Of course. I need a quick question in myself. My memory, my memory is just fine. But anyway, Jalen Samuels, like, it just, I mean, you know, if you don't play him, you can, <laughs> you can send me an invite to, to you know, play, play a head-to-head. Um, let's see. What else? I mean, I don't have that much interest in anything else on this. I mean, what do you play? Juju, Deontay? I mean, maybe you could play Deontay Johnson here. He kind of operates in that part of the field where and here's the other thing that I love about Jalen Samuels. We talk about it all the time. The Eberflus defense. It funnels those receptions into the into the into the running backs historically. So I, I think that Jalen Samuels just comes with a really good floor. Um the question becomes can you get him, Dalvin, McCaffrey? Can you get them all in? I don't know if I'm going to be able to because I'm not sure how much I really like the rest of my lineup when I do. But of course we have a lot more tinkering to get done before then. If I would have told you at any point prior to the season that the Patriots and the 49ers would be the two remaining undefeated teams in the NFL coming into week nine, you'd have called me crazy, right? Or maybe you wouldn't because you saw it coming. Regardless, it's been an exciting season. It continues to be an exciting NFL season. And I'll tell you what, you don't have to sit back and watch the season unfold with your hands in your pockets either because you too can get in on the action. Support your team every weekend or take advantage of your football knowledge to bring home the bacon with my bookie. So between football season, the MLB playoffs, the start of the NBA and NHL seasons, it's time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. There's plenty to bet on and always cash to be won. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, like if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because you can bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout so if you're going to bet this season do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because nobody gives you more ways to win if you really want to support your team this season don't just sit on the sidelines get in on the action at mybookie.ag and if you join right now mybookie will double your first deposit you just have to use our promo code roster r-o-s-t-e-r to activate the offer that's promo code roster to double your cash visit mybookie.ag today and use promo code roster to double your first deposit mybookie you play you win you get paid speaking of the other guy that we talked about there McCaffrey we got Tennessee going to his house in Carolina Carolina a three and a half point favorite after opening up as four and a half point favorites this game has a 42 total so another low total in this game 
nothing too interested here. No, no, nothing too interesting. Interesting here with the betting tickets, other than you know the public and the sharps are kind of both on Carolina here in this spot. And I understand why. I've been thinking all week this is a good spot for the Carolina defense. And so, <clears throat> if I'm playing Christian McCaffrey, I think it makes all the sense in the world to pair him with the Carolina defense. Simply because, man, these guys are going to bounce back after they got their got their asses just kicked into the into the. I mean, the 49ers put their dicks in the dirt, dude. Fifty one points or something like that. This is a better defense than that. They're going to bounce back because they're playing against Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans. So McCaffrey is on. I mean. If he's not playing Tampa Bay, he's matchup proof <laughs> for whatever that's worth. Tampa Bay is just Tampa Bay is just really good, and we'll get into that when we talk about Seattle and Chris Carson and what we're doing there. But look, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's all the way up to ten thousand on DraftKings. He's cheaper on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings, which makes him, you know, so's Dalvin. So it makes those guys a little bit easier to squeeze in together if you want. But there, you know, there are some other plays that become pretty interesting. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I like DJ Moore because Curtis Samuel's been kind of banged up all week. He comes into this game questionable. And I think, you know, I was, I was talking on my Roto Grinder show today, I think in a tournament, a way that you could differentiate yourself. I mean, it's weird. It's not, it's not optimal. But if you wanted to, if you said, you know, I think Carolina's going to have, the offense is going to have a big day. DJ Moore is way too cheap, especially on FanDuel. You can play Kyle Allen, Christian McCaffrey, and DJ Moore in a stack. And, they, you know, they're probably Tennessee guys you could bring it back with on the other side. I, you know, I'm not sure who I'd feel comfortable doing that with. But um, it sure seems like if you did that, you could soak up a lot of what Carolina does offensively. Of course, we should mention Greg Olson, um, but he's just so old. And it feels like he's already starting to wear down a little bit, or maybe the you know some of the wear and tear of the season probably catches up with you a little bit quicker when you get up to his age. And he's a dude who every year is thinking about leaving to join the broadcast booth. So uh, I'm not sure. I just no interest there. And then on the Tennessee side, what are you going to really do? I mean, Derrick Henry. Well, people are going to say I saw what Tevin Coleman did to this Carolina defense last week, and I'm going to play Derrick Henry this week, and I think that's fine. I think it's fine. I'm pretty sure. Is he a better play, uh, Derrick Henry? I think he's a better play on. Uh, no, he's about the same level of play on DK as he's on Fanduel. I mean, he's cheap on DK and Fanduel, fifty-seven hundred, sixty-eight hundred. If you want to play Derrick Henry, I have no problem with it. It's just like I said earlier, I'm going to be playing some McCaffrey, and so for the same reason, I don't like Marlon Mack because of the Jalen Samuels stuff. I, I don't want to play Derrick much Derrick Henry because I'm only going to be playing Derrick Henry in my non-McCaffrey lineups. Corey Davis, and I mean, that guy can take a long walk off a short plank as far as I'm concerned. New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins. What a stink fest this is. Uh, 42.5 point total. Even though, man, I think this thing could kind of go over, and the public sentiment and the sharp money, both at 56%, that, you know, the public thinks it could go over, the sharp money thinks it could go over. Most of the money and the bets here also on the New York Jets to cover this three-point spread at home. Um, yeah, Sam Darnold bounce back week, right? So Sam Darnold gets to bounce back, hopefully. Uh, we have Demarius Thomas who's been coming on. You could pair him with him. Jamison Crowder, my favorite play 
here in the wide receiver core is Robbie Anderson. Doesn't it? And I've been, you guys know I've been off of Robbie Anderson all year. I've not said that I like him. But doesn't this feel like the week that he goes off for two long touchdowns? I looked it up on Wikipedia before the podcast started. He's from Plantation, Florida. I looked up where that was. That's Broward County. That's the 305. This is homecoming for Robbie Anderson. So you got to like that. I Look, Le'Veon Bell is just far too cheap, especially over on FanDuel, where he's $700 less than he is on DraftKings. So on FanDuel, one of the main reasons why I'm thinking about getting away from a Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Jalen Samuels lineup is because I think that a, a Le'Veon Bell, Christian McCaffrey, Jalen Samuels lineup allows me a little bit more flexibility at the at the um, at the tight end position. Allows me to pay up at tight end, and also allows me to get up to the Buffalo Bills defense if I'm playing kind of five k ish wide receivers, which we have plenty of this week. I mean, we have DJ Moore, we have Marvin Jones, who's way too cheap. Uh, John Brown's not a 5K guy on FanDuel, but he's cheap too. Like, there's a lot of guys clustered around there that you can you can make work. On uh, who else on the? I mean, nobody else on the on the Jets. I mean, look, my guy Derek Cardi on the show, the Blitz that I do over on Roto Grinders. He loves Mark Walton this week, and so does my other friend Kyle Murray who's a really sharp DFS guy. They think you can play Jalen Samuels and Mark Walton. I'm just not sure that's the way that I will be going. Um, Certainly not in my Le'Veon Bell lineups, but Mark Walton, now that Kenyon Drake is out of there, I mean, they don't really have anybody else. Um, Miles Gaskin, I think they're still waiting for him to get back healthy. So it's just Mark Walton and Kalen Balazs at this point, and Kalen Balazs sucks. Look, Mark, I think Mark Walton sucks, but he's gonna get he's gonna get the volume. Let me just make sure there's no Miles Gaskin sort of returns this week. I don't No. Yeah. As I'm just as I'm looking at this game, I'm reminded too that Chris Herndon is is officially questionable. I don't think he'll play. If he did, maybe you could you know you could think about sneaking him in. Um, and Demarius is also questionable, so maybe just make, make sure to keep an eye on that. I think he'll play regardless. I mean, I mean, if you're playing in tournaments, isn't isn't Robbie the play? Don't you want to go super big? Preston Williams and Devontae Parker are both great on the other side. I think too. If you're looking for somebody really cheap, uh, Devontae Parker is just getting the usage, and um, it, you know he's getting the targets. And, you know, he, he's, it seems like Preston Williams has been the favorite of Josh Rosen, whereas Devontae Parker has been the favorite of um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I, I think that you, you, can, you can go to Devontae Parker. I'm not sure as many people are going to be on him. Everybody seems to love Preston Williams, which is fine. I know he showed up in the air yards by low model this week. So that's always something that drives up a little bit of ownership. I, I think that this game has some perfectly fine plays in it. I'm not as high on Mark Walton, but you know what? When Cardi and Kyle on that on the uh, on the Blitz show come at me with something that I wasn't even thinking about before, and they both really like it. I I mean my ears perk up. So I mean I think I'll, I'll have a little. Ugh. I think I might have a little bit of goddamn Mark Walton. Not happy about it. Not happy about it. All right, let's get into the 3 o'clock Eastern games. Looks like we have four of them this week, and we'll start out with the 
Start out with a doozy here. We have um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to the Seattle Seahawks, the highest over-under of the week, the game that's going to be stacked the most heavily this week. If you're winning um, your tournaments coming into the 3 p.m. games, I wouldn't be sharing those screenshots just yet. <laughs> there could be some scoring here in these. I mean, I mean this is pretty easy to spell out. Uh, you know, like a 52.5 point total. The Seattle Seahawks are five-point favorites. 56% of the tickets on Seattle, but only 31% of the money. So some sharp support here for famous Jameis. Here's how this goes. Chris Carson has good, he has a good, good big props this week. I, I just, look, Tampa Bay can shut down Christian McCaffrey. They, they shut down everybody. They played against good runners. They shut down everybody. And I'm not, kidding, I'm not convinced that Chris Carson is on the same level as the Christian McCaffrey's, the Alvin Kamara's, or like these other guys that they played against. I mean, they shut down everybody. So the worry about playing Russell Wilson in cash is that what if it's a 20-attempt Russell Wilson game again? And these, these idiots just, you know, Pete Carroll and Brian Schottenheimer, they say, you know what, our idea is to pound the football with Chris Carson. We're just going to pound, 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 pound. Even though I heard the stat on, where did I hear it? Maybe from the Sports Info Solutions guys about how the run blitzing of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Todd Bowles have just been absolutely off the charts and that's the reason why they're getting smoked on the back end is because they run blitz so much they're not going to allow you to beat them on the ground. They're just not going to do it. And so for me, that translates to Russell Wilson throwing the football. Um, Tyler Lockett has the best matchup of really anybody. Um, DK Metcalf has a great matchup here. Derek Cardi thinks that DK Metcalf's a horrible play and he's really thin. I'm not sure that I completely agree because – I am more confident that this game script is not going to go the way of the ground. I've just watched these Tampa Bay games. I'm not, I just, I'm just not sure, man. I'm, I, I, I'm not sure that they're going to be able to get the run going. Nobody's been able to get the run going. So, but, you know, they are at home. It is tough to play there. Jameis Winston could turn the football over three times down there in their, you know, area of the field, and they might not need to open it up and pass a lot. And they just can, you know, I mean, these things can always happen. But I just, I, I think that, you know, I think that it's okay to peg this game as a game wherever these guys are going to have to hire target numbers the the passing volume is going to be higher and everything because that's going to be the way that the defense forces them to beat them Russell Wilson's smart I mean these these guys are smart so Russell Wilson Tyler Lockett DK Metcalf I'm lower on Chris Carson and then on the Tampa Bay side I mean that's easy you never play Ronald Jones you'll never play Peyton Barber you can play famous Jameis and then yeah, I would choose between Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I would not play them together because if you look at their game logs, those guys flip off big weeks. I think that it's Chris Godwin who's in the better spot because didn't they – they just traded for Quandre Diggs because their lot um, situation there was so bad. I mean, they started out this year with Kalen Reed, who's the guy they picked off up off of, I believe, the – who's Kalen? Where did he come? Who's the Tennessee Titans practice squad. And they've just had to do a number of things to try and get that thing to work. They haven't been able to. They ended up making the surprise trade with the Detroit Lions to get Quandre over there. But Quandre Diggs is still suffering from his hamstring injury. It doesn't look like he's going to play. So Chris, Chris Godwin out of the slot, probably the dude this week. Even though um, 
Mike Evans has the bigger yardage prop. The the I saw that Chris Godwin had an 86.5 yard prop. Mike Evans had an 89.5 yard prop, but Chris Godwin did have the six reception over under, whereas um, Mike Evans only the five reception over under or five five and a half with heavy juice on the under for Mike Evans here in this one. But that's the, the you know people are going to stack this one up. It's you want to play Jameis, you want to play Russell Wilson. Who do you stack him with? Who do you bring it back with? I think I think I would be inclined to play Russell Wilson. And if I was playing in like a millionaire maker tournament, I'd probably stack him with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett because you figure that if I'm going to try and win a million dollars, I need Russell Wilson to have the type of game to fuel both of those players going off. I need a four touchdown monster where they each catch two. And I want to be able to have all of those points on my roster if and when it happens. And then when I bring it back, it's going to be with just a Godwin or just a Mike Evans because, like I said, you're generally not going to get a big game out of both those guys. You can put them both in if you'd like. I'd be more inclined to maybe put in Mike Evans and Cameron Brait if he goes. You know, we're not going to have O.J. Howard, so you know, Cameron Brait probably could be in play. If Cameron Brait's not in play, boy, oh, boy, could we go after Tanner Hudson. Uh, God, you know, I guess we didn't have these pods in the preseason, but – when I was doing my preseason work, that's also stuff I did over with the team at Roto Grinders and my buddy Chris Jimino. We played Tanner Hudson every single week and just printed cash. He's a really good player, and you, he, the deal with him is it's a little bit different than you know Braid and OJ Howard when they can just be you know Bruce Arians loves to use those guys so much to to block. You know you remember how good OJ Howard was as a blocker back in college. Well, Tanner Hudson can't block for shit. So he's used as just one of the, like, he's kind of like, um, uh, you know, he's, he's one of these types, like, he's not like an Evan Ingram, but he's used in a similar, like, he's not, they're not, they're, they're going to run him out there to catch footballs if he can go. It, it, it could all be a, a moot point um, if, if Cameron Brate's active, but just in case, just remember the name Tanner Hudson. Uh, okay. I think, what did I say? We have three more here in the afternoon window. Uh, yes, three more here in the afternoon window. So the other 3.05 game is Detroit at Oakland, another game that it seems like everybody's kind of into here. A 50.5-point total here after opening up at 51. Oakland's three-point favorites here over the Lions, and the Lions' defense just sucks. Josh Jacobs is in play. Derek Carr, it looks like he's going to be the second most popular um, quarterback on the slate if you – rely on Chris Cimino's ownership projections. I also checked the ownership projections of a couple different places as well. It seems like everybody's starting to get onto Derek Carr here because it's easy to pair him with, you know, Darren Waller and Tyrell Williams. And then on the other side, it's an easy bring back with Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, et cetera. Um, Marvin Jones is very cheap over on FanDuel, just to heads up. I think he's like 5,700. Kenny Galladay with the big week last week, you know, I, I don't necessarily think it goes tit for tat, you, you know, one guy, the other guy, the other guy, but I'm just, I'm always interested to see if people, you know, go back to the guy that had the big game last week or whether they say like, well, I'm going to go to the, go to the other dude, you know, this week we, we have, it's just a, it's a great matchup for Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay after the, um, after the, the, uh, the, Oakland Raiders just traded away Gary on Conley, who, even though he sucks, he was their best corner. 
And that's just that's how they're getting beat. They're not getting beat by teams running on them. They've actually been pretty good as far as run defense goes. It's on the back end where they're trouble. And it makes it's good. It's a good fit for what the Lions are doing. The Lions are fast paced this year. They throw the football a bunch. Matt Stafford, uh, last I checked, he's either leading the lead or he's in the top three in the league as far as his um, as far as his uh, number of passes over twenty yards. So th- this could be a game where there's a you know some back and forth scoring, a back and forth affair. It makes for a, it makes for an, an excellent game stack, and for that, for those reasons, I think it's going to be very popular. We talked about the best plays here. I'm not going to get into it with Ty Johnson. But boy, could I see him trolling everybody after, you know, some people played him last week and, you know, came up with a, like a four or five point game. Uh, maybe this is the week where they decide that they're going to unleash him. And everybody said, where the hell were, you know, where the hell were you last week? Um, and then, you know, of course, Josh Jacobs on the on the on the Oakland side, a terrific play. He just he's looking like he's just totally coming into his own. That offensive line for the Oakland Raiders is one that, um, you know, it's getting a lot of respect and it's getting a lot of pub from people like PFF. I know that um, I know that Brandon Thorne is another guy that really studies these offensive lines. That says that you know it's one of the most improved units over the course of the course of the season, which is just crazy because Tom Cable is such a shitty coach. But. I mean, it is what it is, man. Like, Josh Jacobs is running hard. So he's right there in that price point there along with Le'Veon Bell where you could certainly go there, and I, I think it's a fine play. He popped in some of our models this week. Uh, you can find all that, of course, at rosterwatch.com. All right, two more. Cleveland at Denver. This one should be easy. I mean, Denver's starting out Brandon Allen. I remember him from his senior bowl weigh-in where he had eight-and-a-half-inch hands, which was uh, – we just got done with the Oakland game, which is actually a quarter of an inch smaller than – than DeAndre Washington's hands were. And DeAndre Washington was a five foot seven, sub one hundred ninety pound pipsqueak. So quarterback with small hands, making his debut, like Miles Garrett rushing him. I just I want no part of the Denver Broncos offense. I think that the Cleveland defense is an excellent play, and I think pairing it with Nick Chubb is just fine. No interest in Odell Beckham. I just he could go off any week, you know, at all. But he he'll have Chris Harris. I actually really like. Jarvis Landry a little bit more here in this spot. He's been questionable, so you can keep an eye on it. But I mean, if you look, man, his his pro his Vegas props are actually better than Odell Beckham's this week. He has a better matchup, and he's probably he's probably the better source for volume there. The best play, of course, on the Cleveland Browns is is Nick Chubb, and I think you're fine to you know you're fine to play him if you want. The Denver defense has been improving, but. Uh, we did see what like Leonard Fournette did to him before, and we also have seen Nick Chubb go off in seemingly tough matchups, take the New England Patriots, and what we thought was originally tough in the Baltimore Ravens. Um, all right, and finally, and finally, we have the Green Bay Packers, the Los Angeles Chargers. The Packers here are four-point favorites. This game has moved to an 48 and a half point total. This thing is screeching towards the over. Um, 82% of the tickets, 77% of the bets are on the over. So this is another interesting one that you could stack. You can stack Aaron Rodgers with, if Devontae Adams comes back, there's going to be nobody on Devontae Adams. I mean, nobody. I'll, I'll play him. 
I'll stack Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and I'll bring it back on the other side with Keenan Allen. No one's going to play Keenan Allen. He's $6,400 on DraftKings. When's the last time you saw Keenan Allen for $6,400 on DraftKings? I don't remember it. Um, you know, Eckler, Melvin Gordon, can you play him? I don't know. I think the big question here is, is Aaron Jones. And you've got to ask yourself with Aaron Jones, after the, you know, the monster week last week, does that continue? Does his usage in the receiving game like that continue? We know that the Chargers are an awful, awful defense, and we keep fooling ourselves about them with saying, like, look, they have, they have starting tackles out in this game, starting defensive tackles out in this game. They have, uh, you know, they've been, they've been putrid all the time. And then, you know, you see, you see, you know, Derrick Henry has a kind of, you know, seemingly sort of okay game against them. I just think that Aaron Jones doesn't, you know, he doesn't come without any question marks. And I think he's going to be very, very, very popular. People are going to think that Aaron Rodgers is going to throw him another four touchdowns or whatever this week. It's just with Devontae Adams back, man, he changes a whole lot in the passing game. So keep an eye on Devontae Adams if he's back. It brings me down a tick on Aaron Jones. You know, the other thing that brings me down a tick on Aaron Jones is the fact that, look, Jamal Williams is not just going to go away. And no matter what we think and no matter what we want as fantasy players and no matter what we want as people who are investing in daily fantasy sports, Matt LaFleur is always going to be at least somewhat committed to a running back committee. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. 